The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about you, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! This is Talkin' Cowboys. Streaming live from Dallas Cowboys Training Camp in Oxnard, California. Streaks in! Streaks in! Touchdown! has second. Prescott keeps it and he bangs it into the touchdown. And now your hosts, Isaiah Stanback, Nick Harris, John Mashoda, and Kyle Yeomans. It's time for a training camp edition of Talking Cowboys, presented by Black Rifle Coffee Company, the official coffee of the Dallas Cowboys, live here from Oxnard, California, as today we begin week number two of training camp 2023. We've got John Machoda, Nick Harris, and then for the first time here in 2023, we welcome... Isaiah Stanback. Hello, KY. What's going on, buddy? I'm Welcome good, back. Man. Welcome yeah, back. Appreciate it, man. How was the trip out? Trip was good, man. It was chill. Watched a little movie, you know, cooled out. I didn't take a nap. I was right by the bathroom. You can't sleep when you're right by the bathroom. Absolutely not. No, no. Between the smell and people bumping you, it's a bad combo. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bad combo. <laughs> uh, you said movie. You mean film, right? Like you were watching film on the way up, right? Oh, yeah. Well, you know, I, you know, film's just embedded in there. I kind of just have a, like a direct connection to sure. the film. You, you always keep me updated anyway, KY. Ethernet, yeah. Bam. You got, you got the connection That's all the way. The Wi-Fi 6. Ooh. Yeah, that's that nice. new new right there. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're glad to have you back. We're glad to, to – for the first time you guys have met, yeah. right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, awesome. I'm very familiar with your work. <laughs> oh, appreciate it, man. Appreciate it. We're going to have some fun. Yeah, yeah absolutely. No, this is going to be a lot of fun because today, gentlemen, the pads come on. Yes. The physicality is back. And training camp, I mean, it's it's been great. It really has, but it can really begin today. And uh, there's there's so much to talk about with Mozzie Smith putting the pads on. I think this offensive line is a, a question mark right now. And if they can put the pads on, maybe they, they have a better week this week than they did a week ago. And still no Zach Martin. So I want to start with the biggest storyline that, that you have on your mind. And I want to call this just pick one. So each of you will pick one, and I'll, I'll give one in a minute. I'll start with you, John. Biggest storyline going into week two. I mean, I hate to just go back to Mozzie Smith because you mentioned him, but, I mean, we're going back to, like, when he was drafted. Like, I want to see him in pads, in full pads, and this is your first chance to finally get to see that. And, and, and really because of the fact that as loaded as this defense is, that run defense is the, what I, you know, look at as the question mark. And so how much is he going to be able to do? I mean, I don't expect him to be thrown in with the ones, but I want to see what he's able to do. It's a little disappointing that Zach Martin's not out here. I wanted to see it go against him, but – Really, for me, it's in the trenches, both sides of the run game. And that for me, that starts with Mozzie Smith, just because we haven't got to see him in a Cowboys uniform with pads on. I'm looking at the depth of the offensive line, especially with Zach Martin not being here. Uh, what are the guys that step up and fill in for him? And then also, who are the guys that are rotating in and showing good work? We see, we've seen a lot of Josh Ball. Uh, we've seen a lot of Matt Farniok, Matt Walesko. Uh, so w- which of those guys can get going and find their stride this week once the pads get on and it gets a little bit more physical? Yeah, I'm going to piggyback off of you, Nick. I kind of want to see what this running game is going to look like. That's going to be the heartbeat of this team. So if these guys can't figure out exactly what their 1-2 or 1-2-3, I don't care whatever combo they want to throw. They watched the Crawford fight the other night. Or Errol Spence, let's, <laughs> let's, yeah, let's not talk about that. But, yeah. um, but they need to figure that out because if they, can't, if they don't have that as their foundational pillar, this team's going to have some issues on offense because everything else revolves around that. So I'm interested to see what the offensive line is doing um, and how these, how these running backs are going to kind of work their way into this new system. And I'll take the wide receivers because we've seen Jalen Tolbert have a great first week at camp. And we've seen guys like uh, Dennis – or, excuse me, uh, Brandon Cooks. You have Dennis Houston out there. You have CeeDee Lamb. 
I want to see them continue to have some success because it looked like on Saturday they had a step up and they had really a great practice. I want to see them continue that, especially Jalen Tolbert when the physicality's back, when these these corners are able to come up and jam at the line of scrimmage and, and provide a little bit of a, a rub before the release and then you have something to, to go off of there. So I want to see the receivers continue the trajectory that they're on before we really can crown these guys as the, the saviors of camp. And, and Jalen Tolbert, as, as right now, who's been probably – one of the best to, to look at. But you mentioned responsibility, Isaiah, and I, I know with a new play caller, things can get dicey at training camp, but things have looked like they've at least come together early for mm-hmm. Mike McCarthy as the play caller. Have you seen anything specifically that uh, with this new West Coast, Texas Coast, whatever you want to look <laughs> at it, I want to know about the concepts because you've run those concepts previously. Yeah. I want to know what you've seen from from some of the stuff that, that we've looked at in terms of camp and practice sure. so far and how it's it's affected this offense. Is, uh, so I'm very familiar with the West Coast-style offense. West Coast, they call it Texas Toast, or whatever they want to call it. Toast. I'm calling it Texas Toast, if that's what they want to call it. Okay. I'm going to call it. So Texas Toast uh, offense. Self-opponent uh, by Isaiah. Exactly. That's, you, know, you can trademark that. Um, <laughs> it's very simplistic. It's very easy. It's very concept-based. So they're able to get in and out of the huddle. Everybody has full clarity as to what it is that they're supposed to be doing. Um, The route concepts are two- or three-man route concepts, so guys are not running out there trying to figure out what kind of combination of a route they have to run, do have to make any adjustments versus coverage. Um, You know what you you have, and they're making the reads very easy for Dak where he pretty much picks one side or the other based upon what the defense is presenting. So it's going to allow for those guys to play fast. It's going to allow for them to have a boat of confidence when they step to the line of scrimmage um, and be able to execute their assignments because it's really the same plays out of different formations, um, add motions, add shifts, all those type of things, and it looks more complex to the defense. But for them, they'll be able to run it in their sleep. What have you seen, Nick? Has that benefited anybody or has that hurt anybody in terms of this offense? It definitely benefits Dak Prescott because if you're simplifying what this offense is, then it simplifies his job and it simplifies the receiver's job as well. So whenever they can get on the same page as quick as possible, you mentioned it, getting getting out of the huddle really quick and making sure everyone knows what their assignment is uh, right off rip, that helps Dak at the end of the day. When you look at it, John, it, it, helping Dak is always going to be the number one priority, right? And, and so that, that seems like it's all good and well, but – there have been concepts of, of this used in the past, and, and when Kellen Moore was here. What makes this different that, that now Mike McCarthy is the one that's calling the plays? Yeah, I, I think from just being around talking to the players and what they've said is talking about their confidence, like you mentioned, Isaiah. Like They just look at it as one of those things where you don't have to think as much. They can play faster. And, again, today having the pads come on, that's something I'm looking forward to seeing is is how much does that all kind of mesh together, especially when you got a new guy in Brandon Cooks. Yeah. Like how does he fit with, with CD and, and Michael Gallup? And then obviously what we've seen from Tolbert so far looks like he's going to make a second-year jump. So kind of all of that together, let's see how crisp that looks because, it, honestly, what it all comes back to, everyone's going to point to is the 15 interceptions. It gets brought up ad nauseum. Yep. And I think it's pretty obvious that they've talked about players that – you know, some of that has been some miscommunication, some tip balls and things like that. Mm-hmm. And those are the type of things that we'll be able to see, you know, right. those miscommunications, things like that. And, and if they can clean that up and, and you can take that number down, which if you look at Dak's career he has, then I think everything on the offense will figure itself out. Right. Did you like running the West Coast? Absolutely. Concepts Absolutely. It's easy. It's, I mean, and I, I don't know if fans don't want to hear that because fans want to hear complex and all this, you know, very diverse it's going to be that, but that doesn't mean that the, that the route – I mean, there's nine routes, right? There's nine foundational routes, and 
when you, when you can go out there and give concepts and guys know exactly where my route is and say, hey, it's not for me to try to make this thing work. It's for if, based upon the, the coverage. If I'm open, he's going to hit me, right? And I know based upon the coverage when I step to the line of scrimmage whether or not there's a high probability of me getting the ball or not. So there's it just really simplifies things, and um, I loved it because they literally come up to the line of scrimmage, look one way, nope, look one way, yep, all right, and you know exactly where to go with the ball. And then there's always uh, three levels to most of the concepts where there's a you know, deep, you know, intermediate, and, and, and check down. So Brian Schottenheimer said the other day, he talked about the footwork. Like, how big is that for a quarterback, the footwork in a West Coast? It's really big, especially in the shotgun, Okay. especially in the gun. Uh, back in the day, West Coast, you know, most of the guys were underneath center, and it was one, two, three, and you were kind of finding your rhythm. When you're in the gun, you kind of you have to really work to set your feet because you're you're kind of lazy back there right you know you're standing up you're kind of comfortable you're chilling you can survey everything from six yards back and um if you get lazy with your feet those quick throws they really become uh inconsistent uh so you have to be accurate you have your accuracy stems from your feet so Dax's gonna have to do a great job of catching the ball from the gun getting his feet set stop and pop um if you're running screens you gotta get it out your hand quick if you, you know most of the three of the concepts are three steps which is from under center so from gun it's catch and throw uh, so it's really catch, set your feet, and get the ball out. So his hips are going to have to be in position. His feet are going to have to be right. Otherwise, you're going to see a lot of balls kind of be uh, inaccurate. So you, you mentioned wide receivers knowing their responsibility and, and how that helps the offense. You mentioned, I mean, getting the ball out quick, that's going to bode well for an offensive line. Mm-hmm. Does, is there anybody that this doesn't bode well for on offense, having these West Coast, I guess, concepts in general? Is maybe the run game is is that where this suffers a little bit? Uh, not really. I just think that there's got to be a downside. I mean, there's a pro there's, to everything. Yeah, and there's a con to everything for sure. I mean, so release point uh, from a quarterback's perspective is going to be important because and Dak doesn't have that issue. He doesn't have a low release, mm-hmm. but you're going to start seeing a lot a lot of teams start being being more focused about. Either I get a heck of a rush right off the back or I'm going to have to just jump and get my hands up. So tip balls does become a concern because now teams are going to start jumping up and getting their hands up because they know the ball is coming out quick. Um, the other thing is a lot of trap-type defenses. A lot, of, a lot of defenses where it looks like one coverage and they're disguising something and they're going to come and roll into a zone. So where he was going to say it was a quarter, say it was a tight end, you know, quick, quick stick route or a five-yard out route. Well, versus cover three, the guy clears out on the outside, you hit your tight end all day long on the outside. Well, they'll start running traps where the cornerback will act like he's going into cover three and come back, and then all of a sudden it's a two, and he's knocking the mess out of your tight end, right? So you got to really be, really, he has to watch a lot of film because people are going to start trying to trick him, you know, after the, probably the first couple games of the year. I think it was interesting that Mike McCarthy really emphasized how, you know, he wants to get the play calling quicker because of that so that Dak can get up there and, and get time to diagnose kind of everything that's going on pre-snap because of that extra time because of exactly what yep. you're saying that, you know, there could be multiple times before the ball's even snapped that they're changing things on defense, and you have yeah. to kind of react to that. So that'll be interesting to kind of keep And talking about it. the run game, the run game's going to be able to open up a lot more in this offense as well. And just being able to have it be more fluid as, as the game goes on and as the season goes on. You know, you're talking about film. You know, as the season goes on, there's going to be a lot of things that they succeed on weeks one, two, three, and four that Correct. are not going to work 15, 16, 17. So being able to have an effective run game, that's going to help a lot. I know me and Isaiah talked about it quite a bit last night. You know, how does this run game help this offense? Offense, and I think that's a big question mark. Do you think they can have an established run game? I think they can. I think they can with Tony Pollard, but there's going to have to be another guy that can be established as well. Um, I, Who do you I, think that guy is right now? 
That's a great question, Kyle. That's a great question. <laughs> My name be Your on the roster yet. Your guess is as good as mine. Maybe. My name be on the roster. <clears throat> you, could, you could point at any any ball carrier on that roster, and I'd say, okay, like I, I see I see your reasoning. You know, you could look at anybody that's not on the roster and be like, okay, I see your reasoning. So it, it's a great question. That's something that I would like to see answered this week. That's the best thing about the preseason is that you know sometimes these preseason games can be boring. But I'm looking forward to that running back position. Who is yeah. Malik Davis, Deuce Vaughn, Ronald Jones, like who can step into that role as I've said this before like there's just too much riding on this season if one of those guys doesn't fill in that number two spot I mean they've shown in the just look at last year the guys that they've gone after when they've needed to fill a spot so that's always a possibility and as we're seeing across the league it's not like people are paying running backs a ton of money right now yeah no and I, I mean you you bring it up I mean safety position two years ago Malik Hooker signed him in training camp yep. because they looked around and said uh-oh we need another safety in here. We need somebody to go over the top, and he's still on your roster. I think he's had a great camp so far. Uh, last year, you needed somebody to, to provide a jolt from special team standpoint. Brought in Kevontae Turpin. You brought in a new kicker after training camp last year. I mean, you had a whole kicking competition, which, by the way, that apparently gets started today via John Fossil. So, but then even the, during the training camp last year, then you had a linebacker, got Anthony Barr Anthony during Barr, the season. Yeah. The defensive tackle got Hankins. When got T. Y. Hilton when they needed a wide receiver. So, yeah, I mean, while I'm, I'm obviously focused on the players that are out here, yeah, like don't think for a second that they won't go out and make a move if they. Like I said, there's just too much riding on this season. I want to know if you're breaking any news here. You know? No, <laughs> no. No, no, no. <laughs> no. no. I mean, this that would be sense. fun, though. <laughs> you'd want to see. No, you'd want to see. Uh, you know, you want to see these running backs and see what you have sure. from them. You don't want to all of a sudden go in another direction. Like you want to see them get out there before the. You know, I mean, at least with pads on. And Absolutely. That. Yeah, and uh, of course, that getting started today, I think, provides a little bit of clarity. But until other teams are trying to take your running backs down, you're not going to really get a true test of of who's carrying the football and how they're going to be in the regular season until we get into preseason games. But kind of along those same lines, uh, I do have my concerns on the offensive line. We talked about it a little bit up, up at the top of the show. I want to talk about that when we come back after this first break. Is the offensive line the one-week spot in this Cowboys roster right now? And is that somewhere that the Cowboys should address before going into the regular season? When we come back with more Talking Cowboys right after this. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah's savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Are you ready to take coffee off your grocery list forever? Black Rifle Coffee Club is here to help. As a coffee club member, you'll get your favorite coffees roasted, packaged, and shipped to your door free of charge on your preferred schedule. Set it, forget it, and never run low on coffee again. Members also get exclusive deals on coffee, products, and discounts from partner brands. Ease your mind and let Black Rifle worry about your coffee supply. 
Go to BlackRifleCoffee.com to join the coffee club today. Cowboys fans, after that move, we've just coined the term Rowdy Replay. Let's roll back the tape. Okay, there's our mascot, Rowdy, cheering on the boys. And now he's on his phone, on his Bank of America mobile banking app? Staying on top of his finances with his virtual financial assistant, Erica. Bank of America's digital tools are so impressive. Cowboys fans just can't stop banking. Learn more at BankofAmerica.com slash can't stop banking. Erica is only available in the English language. You must download the latest version of the mobile banking app only available on select mobile devices message and data rates may apply member fdic they say champions are remembered but legends are never forgotten united ag and turf offers a winning lineup of john deere equipment built to tackle any challenge on and off the field legendary john deere tractors combines residential mowers commercial mowers compact construction equipment gator utility vehicles and a full line of golf and sports turf equipment united ag and turf the official ag and turf equipment supplier of the dallas Cowboys. Boys. Visit unitedagandturf.com to find a location near you. Back to Talking Cowboys. Welcome back into Talking Cowboys, presented by Black Rifle Coffee Company. This portion of Talking Cowboys is brought to you by Quaker Oats, the super trusted superfood. Quaker Oats, the official oatmeal sponsor of the Dallas Cowboys. I had some Quaker Oats this morning for breakfast out of the hotel lobby it was fantastic shameless mm-hmm. plug it's shameless honestly it was fantastic i i love me some oatmeal in the morning do you, yeah. do you have to do up your oatmeal uh, i'm a brown sugar and raisins or craisins guy okay really. see i put yeah. raisins in mine yeah i need a little yeah. substance a little, little something yeah yeah honestly same yeah Just without the little black rifle coffee and quaker Sorry. oats we are the morning <laughs> show <laughs> how about that all right I, I mentioned offensive line i want to start with the defense first i mean not everything can be Handy dandy, everything's sunshine and rainbows. We've got overcast, overcast uh, clouds today. But in terms of the the defense specifically, is there a weak spot on this defense that you've looked at through the first week of camp that needs to, to see a step up going into week number two? Not through the first week camp. I, I I go back to the run defense. If we'll see a lot of that today once the pads come on, we'll, I'll be able to get a better judge of it then. But nothing through the first week that I really thought the defense to the first five practices has been pretty dominant to be honest with you uh you know if you're a fan coming to some of these practices you probably don't get the real feel for micah parsons because of the fact that he has to just run by the quarterback you know he can't really you know bring the quarterback which is smart you don't want him tackling Dak prescott but um yeah the run defense is is the only part of this team everything else uh, on that defense looks like it's going to be elite so and maybe the run defense will be too We've gotten a really good chance to see the depth of this defense, specifically at safety with Donovan Wilson and Israel Mukamu going out. Um, and, and, you know, I guess the answer would be maybe the depth at safety, but it hasn't been. Marquise Bell has been fantastic. Tyler Coyle had an interception uh, a couple days ago. Um, so I like the depth at safety. Uh, the depth I would like to see a little bit more is at linebacker, just because there's a lot more inexperience in that room. Uh, you have Damone Clark, who's coming into his second year, but it's almost it feels like almost his first year. You know, we were talking about it with um, – uh, Dan Quinn, and he said last year was more of a red shirt with him just because, you know, coming in with the injury and getting him up to speed and all of that. So, you know, this is Damone Clark 100% healthy for the first time. And you also got DeMarvion Overshone, who was a straight-up rookie, so or a true freshman, I guess you would say. So yeah. I would like to see the depth in that room a little bit more and see how reliable it is, and I guess that's something we'll look at in preseason. Man, I mean, this, when you look at the roster on, on the defense side of the ball, it looks like the Monstars right? yeah. <laughs> on, yeah. on paper. So 
on paper, they look amazing. It really just comes down to the chemistry. And we know from, you know, the last few years that they have built upon that since Dan Quinn has touched down. And I'm looking forward to seeing that continue to grow. I'm looking forward to seeing some of the young bloods uh, come in and really add their element into it. But that interior defensive line is always going to be my, my question mark because when you have a roster like the Dallas Cowboys do on defense, the one spot that you're going to attack and say, screw it, we're going to run the ball. We're just going to run it. Right, because passing it is a bad situation for us. Right, we can't we can't drop back. You know, they're going to get to us. They're going to blitz. Whatever it might be, they don't have to blitz. They just get they get home with three or four guys. So you're they're, you're going to attack them on the ground. So do they have that answer on the interior defensive line? Are those guys going to be impactful? Big Hankins is back. Awesome. Big Lazi, we're going to see what he can do. Right. So that's what I'm looking forward to seeing. Because um, every other spot is really solid. You know, I mean, like to your point, if if you had to go beyond that, linebacker is a little shallow. Outside of that, you know, they have safeties that can fill in at those linebacker roles. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's not even a big worry for me. So it really comes down to that interior defensive line. I'll piggyback off that really quick. I, this is the prove-it week for Mozzie Smith. You know, since he's come in the building, he said, yeah, just, you know, get at me when the pads come on. Well, the pads are on, and you're the first-round pick. You were brought in to provide an immediate help. So uh, let's see it in action. Let's see that strength on display. Does it make you feel any better, the fact that you have Jonathan Hankins, though, as kind of that mentor? I, I put out a tweet the other day where it's it feels like every level – of the playmakers that are youthful playmakers have uh, an experienced veteran to learn from, and it's kind of that combination. And I think that's part of what plays into the excitement with this Cowboys roster. With Mozzie Smith, it's Jonathan Hankins. Bringing him back was a huge retainment from last year's team, not only because, I mean, he statistically made that run defense better himself, but now you've got a young buck like Mozzie Smith that's coming up and and continuing – to, to get better underneath him do you feel like that that'll provide more confidence for him going into his first day of padded practice and then of course further further along in the training camp yeah for sure I mean but he's also a first round pick I mean the, the expectations he knows what they are they, sure. they're obviously as high as they get and it, I mean we talked you mentioned safety earlier I mean look at defensive tackle I mean there's a long gap there between they when they've made some significant you know investments in that position I mean you can almost go back to Jay Ratliff for how long it's been since they've really had like an elite defensive tackle and so that's why it's so exciting to just see what Mozzie can do and and you know it's almost like you don't want to put too much on him like the first week because he's a first round pick and you're expecting him to come in here and and you know tear things up and look really good and especially with not Zach Martin not being out there um but Hankins helps no no question but I think being a first round pick there's that there is that you know all eyes are on you, you know, that, hey, there are high expectations for me to come in here and play well. What are those expectations like as a, as a player, Isaiah, whenever you go in and you, you, you can feel the eyes on you, and, but it's different. I mean, it's, you had eyes on you in Michigan. You were one of the bigger brands of college football, but it's different whenever you're in the NFL, no matter if it's the Cowboys or whoever else it ends up being. Yeah, and I can't, I can't speak for him, but I, I do know that from the team's perspective, as far as teammates – you know that there's a an adjustment period, and that's what the camp is for. That's what the preseason is for. So even if he doesn't come out and absolutely kill it in these first, you know, couple of weeks of practice, it's like, all right, let me let me see him in the game, right? And you give you give those those guys the opportunity to get their feet underneath them, to gain their confidence, to adjust to the speed of the game, adjust to the size of the game, um, and then find their way. Um, the higher the pick, the less. Uh, tolerance people have for you know I guess for time span with that with that window of time, but I don't think guys are going to be tripping. Guys are definitely going to have their antennas up, seeing what he can do. But when you 
kind of put the spotlight on top of yourself. I mean, he's a double spotlight. He had one spotlight because he's a first-round pick, and then he put the other spotlight in from the other angle. He's like, wait till the pass come on. So, well, like you said, the pads are on. We're going to see. Prove it. It's a double spotlight day for Mozzie Smith. Maybe that's the name of the show, double spotlight day. I I think there's elements to Mozzie that I'm excited to see, but I said it at the top of the show. This is an offensive line that if we're talking about a weak spot on the roster, especially without Zach Martin, it's – with that being said, I do think Zach Martin will be back in time for week one. Let's not get carried away. But I, I, I think this is an offensive line that if one guy goes down, you're in trouble. And so what do you need to see from the offensive line this week, John, to, to really build your confidence going into uh, at least a, a padded practice or two and then going into the preseason? I really want to see one of these reserve offensive linemen step up. And when I when I talk about that, the number one guy is Josh Ball. Yeah. Um, and I, during the break, I brought this up because I wanted to make sure I was accurate on these. This is the this is the big thing with me with a Josh Ball, a Matt Wiletsko, guys like that. Is that one of the biggest successes Mike McCarthy had in Green Bay was finding quality offensive linemen, not in the first round. I mean, we're talking. We go back. You're looking at guys like T.J. Lang, fourth round. Yep. Um, you go. Hold on, hold on. Let me bring this up. David Bakhtiari, fourth round. J.C. Treader, fourth round. Um, Those are two really. Corey Lindsley, fifth round. I mean, they're just there was. It's not like he just had one. Now, since he's been the head coach, they've obviously got an undrafted guy in Terrence Steele that stepped up. But now they need another one of those. And and well, let's go. And Josh Ball are the two guys I feel everyone's looking at. And Ball has been given every opportunity with Martin being out. So you, if you don't have something there, it kind of goes back to the running back thing. Does that mean that you have to go out and maybe sign a veteran at that position? What do you think, Nick? Yeah, I, like you said, one of these reserves, you're going to have to find some reliability there, um, especially with Zach being out as, as he is right now. Um, there's going to be a time this season when one of these five go down with an injury. You know, I, I, I don't want to wish that on anyone, but that's just the way a 17-game NFL season is right now. Um, and, and how are we able to plug a guy in and have reliability in those areas? So you look at Josh Ball, you look at Chuma Idoga, he's got a lot of snaps as well. Farniok Willetsko. Does anyone really feel really comfortable about having that guy start a playoff game or start, you know, for a foreseeable future? I don't think the answer is yes right now. Isaiah, you've you've told me before. This is just our side conversations. And, of course, talking Cowboys Nation, this is a friend group. We're, <laughs> we're all friends here. You've told me that if, if the Cowboys can't run the ball, none of this is going to work. Yeah. None of this West Coast, all that stuff that sounded great in the first segment, yep. it's not going to work. Thanks. Does that start with the offensive line? Yes. It's got to, right? Yes. I believe this offensive line has depth. They don't have proven depth. And that's what pads are for. That's what, Again, that's what preseason is for. Continuity is absolutely everything on the offensive line. You can be a lesser individual, but if you can work in, chem- if you can work in chemistry with somebody else right, really well, at the guard position specifically, then you're okay. Um, you don't have to be an amazing individual guard because you're not on an island, right? But how you communicate, how you guys work, it's a, it's a dance, right? The center and right tackle, you know, you're sp- stuck in between those guys and, you know, or whatever left side, whatever you want to look at, and you have to figure out how we can work together to move these large humans off the ball, right? All we're trying to do is create gaps and create seams. I don't need to be able to grab. I mean, there's going to be times where you got to be able to lock up on somebody and drive them back. But let's be honest, there's been some successful guys that have been 
on previous rosters that weren't world movers on that front, right? But they worked really well with the guys that are next to them. So that's really all they're looking for. Now, would Cowboys Nation be happy if they went out and got somebody who was an absolute dog? Yes, but guess what? That would have happened already if there was somebody out there, mm. right? And guy, the free agents that were out there got snatched up. <laughs> you know, Sean yeah. Payton took, took advantage of that day one. <laughs> yeah, he so, did. So um, now it's just a matter of saying, okay, who's going to step up and who's going to fit best together? And these guys are going to have the opportunity to figure that out. I, do you have anybody that you think could step up? That, that, I mean, that question's open to anybody it, because you, you mentioned Josh Ball. I don't think I would put him at the top of that list no. as a guy that I expected to, to come up. He's going to get the opportunities. He's in a phone booth at guard, and we've seen him tackle and struggle to tackle. He's, he's had a, an up-and-down week this week. I don't know if I feel confident in him even in a phone booth to get the job done. Maybe it's an awesome Richards. Maybe it's a Chuma Adoga. Maybe it's uh, uh, a Matt Willetsko. But is anybody on your mind in terms of who could step up in that regard? Absolutely not. Like wow. when they talk about your 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 top five, you know, getting your best five out there with Zach Martin, like they have their best five when they have Zach Martin, and there's a significant drop off off after that. Now, can somebody step up during, you know, some of these practices? Can somebody step up during the preseason? Sure, but as I sit here today, no, I do not feel confident. That terrifies after that. me. <laughs> Absolutely terrifies me. I I mostly agree with John 100%. I will say though, as a caveat. I'm excited to see what Matt Willesko can do this week just yeah. because last week was a little bit weird for him. He came in, he was battling a sickness, missed a day of practice, was rotated in at times. So I want to see him at full speed, especially with the pads on this week, and then we'll go from there. But mostly agree with him. There's a significant drop-off after the top five. Yeah, you're not replacing you're not replacing ZM, but no. I do want to see Willesko. I yeah. want to see him. He, he hasn't had an opportunity to really show himself yet, and I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful that he will have that opportunity now um, at this camp. So put the pass on, see what he does. Yeah, I'm interested to see, I mean, awesome Richards, but he's mostly going to be at the tackle spot. I want to see Chuma Adoga slide inside because, I mean, Stephen Jones has talked about him very highly on a couple of occasions. I'm interested to see if maybe he fits that mold, maybe more so than, than Josh Ball. But overall, it's, it's not – a comfortable situation it's a little of an uneasy yeah. feeling for the offensive line because that's where this whole thing starts I mean that's where it goes and so maybe you 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 take some of those defensive line when we talked about maybe you put them on the trade block and then have some conversations but overall you got to find somewhere some way somehow to sure up your offensive line in order for this entire west coast scheme to work out in favor so that'll continue to be a, a focus point uh, but I do want to say Let's, let's end on a high note. When we come back, we're going to introduce John to a nice little talking Cowboys tradition. Let's time, it's time to give out some smelly stickers. Mm. We'll, we'll talk about the tradition. We'll, we'll introduce you and tell you what it's about, and then we'll, uh, we'll give out some smelly stickers for week one when we come back with more talking Cowboys. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Black Rifle Coffee Company serves premium coffee to people who love America. When you drink Black Rifle Coffee, you are directly supporting veterans, law enforcement, and first responders in your community. Black Rifle's expert roasters love coffee almost as much as Texas loves football, so it makes sense that America's Coffee partnered with America's team. Go online at BlackRifleCoffee.com and fuel up with the official coffee of the Dallas Cowboys. 
That's BlackRifleCoffee.com to fuel up today. Want to use the Cowboys locker room's favorite products? Check out the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black. Right now, you can get the Jack Black Playmaker, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The Playmaker includes four Jack Black skincare favorites, plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word cowboys. The Jack Black Playmaker, 10 bucks, free shipping. Welcome back into Dear Doctor, the show where I answer life's questions with an ice-cold can of Dr. Pepper. Sheila, let's hear from our next caller, would you? Dear doctor, my friend supported me during a tough time, but what's the right gift that says, thanks for being a shoulder to cry on? Okay, this one's easy. I say give her a delicious Dr. Pepper. Nothing says, thanks girl, better than a -a one-of-a-kind soda. Yes, any Dr. Pepper flavor will do. Now, just a reminder that I don't need to be a real doctor to know that Dr. Pepper is the one you deserve. Welcome back to the final segment of Talking Cowboys presented by Black Rifle Coffee Company, the official coffee of the Dallas Cowboys. This segment is brought to you by Invisalign, the official smile of the Dallas Cowboys. John Machota, Nick Harris, Isaiah Stanback. I'm Kyle Yeomans here from Oxnard, California. What a week it has been. We are going into week number two here in training camp. We finally have Isaiah along. We've got one of our friends, Linda Wells, walking by us as the coaching staff walks out. See if we can get on camera a little bit. There you go. There you go. That's, that's somebody we need to get on the show, no doubt. But the uh, Mike McCarthy just walked by. We're getting ready for practice number one with pads. And so the excitement level, I think, is, is high today to get to see these things. But I want to take one final look back to week one. I want to give out some smelly stickers. And I said this was John's first time. It's also Nick's first time for smelly stickers. But, Isaiah, I want you to explain it for everybody at home. What is the smelly sticker and, and how did it begin? So usually smelly stickers usually takes place after a, a victory. Right after a nice little victory, okay, we, we we bring the helmet out, okay, and Kyle brings a nice little little scratch and sniff stickers, okay, and we look at the stickers and we attach the significance to the sticker to a player or a coach, right? That had an amazing job, made it did an amazing job at the game, or they showed up as a coordinator or a coach, whatever it might be, but they get the the highest accolades, highest credit from us, attaching their name to the smelly sticker, and we give the reasoning for the sticker. Right, and then we scratch it, and we submit. You know, some yeah. of us do that, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's just it's just a way for us to give kudos. It's just like the old school helmets back in the day, right? You know, your coach sits around and says, "Hey, good job, Nick." You know, here's the reason why you get a sticker. We do the same thing for all the players around here and coaches. All right, you want to start us off on on who got your smelly sticker for week one of training camp here in twenty three? All right, so I wasn't physically here, but I've been reading up and I've been getting a lot of the words, and the word is Jalen Tober is doing his thing. So I'm gonna go ahead and give Jalen Tober a smelly sticker. I'm not. I don't have it physically here. We'll get him. We'll get him for next week. Yeah, I got but, you. Uh, but I was critical of him last year, and I understand the pressure that he was under. I'm looking forward to him taking that step, and it sounds like he has done so in his first part of camp. Pass, come on. Now let's see if you can still produce out there. So I'm excited to see that. But for now, smelly sticker goes to Jalen Tolbert. First smelly sticker of 23 going to Jalen Tolbert. Tell me who Mm. had that one on the betting odds. Mm. (laughs) Chris is in the back. Do you have a mic over there? You don't, do you? Oh, you do have a mic. I was going to ask you for your smelly sticker, too, if you you had a mic. Uh, Right now? Yeah. 
me a second. Okay, <laughs> I'll come back to you. I'll come back to you. All right, Nick, what do you think? I'm going to have to go Nashawn Wright. Uh, there's been a lot of injuries in the in the secondary in this first week, and Nashawn has been able to step in, and he has been fantastic. He had a huge interception on a ball that was maybe underthrown by Dak a little bit, but it was a fantastic play. He's showing his length out there on the boundary and giving some reliable depth in, in that area. You know, we're talking about having any concerns and depth. There's none in the secondary, so he's he's done a good job. He's definitely drilled it into our heads that uh, he's going to have a fantastic <laughs> week and fantastic training camp. What you think? So Isaiah hit it on the head. It's no question. Number one on the list is, is, is Tolbert for sure. Um, but I'll go uh, Jalen Moreno-Cropper just because I didn't really have a ton of expectations coming into the first week, and, and he showed up on a couple different uh, situations, and so he kind of stood out. Now, if you want to talk about somebody, when we were talking about Mozzie earlier, how it's like he plays a position that you know maybe he'll do some things that might not stand out to the naked eye or whatever. I'll tell you what, I, I have not seen anybody make any plays out here uh, when Stefan Gilmore has been around them. Ooh. So, I mean, he's not, he hasn't had any interceptions, but there's nobody making any plays around him either. Uh, he just, I don't know, I'm really excited to watch him, him play this season because I know he's getting up there in age, but just the way he takes care of himself, the way he goes about his business, I mean, he looks like one of those guys you could give it to, but again, he doesn't have the flashy interception or anything that jumps off the tape yet, but he, he's been impressive out there. Yeah, absolutely. I love his demeanor. We got to talk to him last night just a little bit in passing here at camp, and I mean, just the way that he carries himself, he, he has got so much confidence but it's a quiet confidence, which I love. And I think both him and Trayvon Diggs both share that trait. And even yesterday he was saying, yeah, I spent the off day just kind of hanging out, just relaxing, rejuvenating, getting ready, because he was like, that's a big week ahead. You put on the, the pads, it's going to hurt a little bit more. Jake Ferguson said that, said that as well. I, I love that for, for Stephon Gilmore. All right, Beamer. Okay, mine was going to go to Steel because he worked his – off. His his peach off since we're doing <laughs> smelly stickers. Peach, yeah. yeah, his donkey peaches off this yeah. off season <laughs> to get back because it's only been eight months, I believe, since his injury. Yep. And uh, from from a standpoint of his position, that's that's my smelly sticker, Terrence Steele. Yeah, Haley Sutton did a great story on Special Edition about uh, about Terrence Steele, and she said that the the average offensive lineman return time is eleven months from an ACL injury, and he was back in eight. I mean, that's fantastic. And Mike McCarthy talked about the work ethic and what he's done day in, day out, making sure he's in the building, making sure he's going through all of his responsibilities. I think that that's a good one, very good one. Uh, I'm going to go a little bit cliche, a little bit mainstream. You guys have, have great, had some great names. I'm going to give it to Micah Parsons because it doesn't matter if it's training camp with pads, training camp without pads, regular season, of course, with pads. He still finds a way to get in the backfield. And so I'm going to give it to, to Micah Parsons. He had a great practice on Thursday where he had back-to-back -back sacks. He was in the backfield quite a bit again, just breathing down Dak's neck on Saturday. He's just – he's Micah Parsons. And, and I'm, going to give it, I'm going to give my first smelly sticker to number 11 as he continues to, to just wreak havoc on backfields. And I can't wait to see what he can do this year. All right. And more, oh, and real quick, and more importantly yeah. for our jobs – <laughs> Phenomenal quote. He never, he almost never disappoints when he talks. That's, us, and he did not disappoint this this week either. Honestly, for real, Isaiah, if if you haven't watched it yet, go back and watch Micah's press conference last week. It'll make you excited to get up and and do your job. Just in general, I mean, forget football as I knock a water bottle off. You're but the I am a hype. <laughs> I'm knocking stuff over. This is great. But yeah, no, go back and watch it because it's right. it's a lot of fun. Yep. All right, you uh, before we get out of here, what was that? You know who does not get a smelly sticker? Uh-oh. The marketing team for blowing off 
right next to him. Beamer saying no thank you to the uh, to the the nice little drill that's happening above us. No, hey, I think that's a leaf blower. It's definitely it's a leaf blower. It's it's electric. Oh, I thought it was a drill. I thought they were just getting after a drill. It's electric. Stuff is falling from the sky. Okay, I appreciate the marketing team. Yeah, that blows. Did there. Got it. All right. Before we get <laughs> bang. going, bang, <laughs> Mike Breen. Uh, before we get going, one thing you're looking forward to most. It can't be the answer of uh, going through pads. It's got to be something else. Thing you're looking forward to most going into week two. I want to see what Dak Prescott does in terms of spreading the ball around. Um, we've seen him connect on, on a deep ball with Brandon Cooks, a nice one in the red zone. Uh, with C.D. Lamb the other day. I want to see him kind of spread it around to all those guys and then really see if Tolbert is ready for that number four spot uh, when the pads come on. Those are both really good points. I'm going to kind of work around that then. Uh, Kevontae Turpin, uh, I want to see how much they integrate him in the offense this week. You know, if he's taking that next step from uh, an off-the-field offensive standpoint and if he can get some more reps this week. That's definitely something I'm looking at. I want to see Coach McCarthy expand on this offense. From what I've seen so far, it's very simplistic West Coast, but West Coast can get very complex as well. So as he starts adding adding in those those motions and shifts and personnel groupings, like how do these guys handle it and how um, how does he expand upon this offense? You necessarily won't see it in the preseason games, right? But it'll show up later on in the season. He's still there. That's what they're preparing for. People forget that. As vanilla as stuff might be in the beginning of training camp, they're preparing for a season. So they have to practice those plays now as well. Yeah, I, I think I'm looking forward to the, the growth again of these these young secondary players. I mean, we saw from Wanye Thomas, that's a name we haven't mentioned today, Marquise Bell, uh, Nashawn Wright we've, we've talked about a couple times. I think the secondary is going to grow now that they can at least press and provide a little bit of physicality at the line of scrimmage. I think it's going to benefit them uh, quite a bit. I think the offensive line is going to benefit from having something to grab onto, but I think I'm most excited to see those corners, to, to see them come up and, and challenge some of these wide receivers. And like I said at the beginning of the show, Jalen Tolbert has had a great camp so far. He earned the smelly sticker for a reason. Mm-hmm. I think all of us could have given Jalen Tolbert a smelly sticker. But if he can't do it against the, the physicality and the press at the line of scrimmage, then there's going to be another hurdle for him to cover before we get into the regular season. So I want to see how that continues to, to develop and continues to grow throughout training camp. But – all right, we've got a lot of things going on at training camp. Real quick, plug some of the stuff that you're on, John, so that way Talking Cowboys fans can can watch and listen to you or read your work on The Athletic. Where, where can they find you? Yeah, on Twitter, at John Machota, J-O-N-M-A-C-H-O-T-A. But, yeah, The Athletic, if you're not a subscriber, we'd obviously appreciate it if you subscribe, uh, trying to put up as much content as, as we can. So, yeah, I appreciate it. Nick? Yeah, at Nick Harris, D.C. we got a lot of stuff coming out on DallasCowboys.com this week, just covering training camp. And we have the training camp hub, too. It's a one-stop shop for all of the stuff that we're doing during training camp. So check that out. Hey, man, I'm on I Stand Back on IG. That's where I spend most of my time. I'm not on the X as much as most people are. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, that's where y'all can find me. Y'all hit me up. I'll respond. Yep. At Kyle underscore Yeomans. And we're going to have Inside Cowboys training camp and training camp live with Isaiah all week long. You better – Better get like a cough drop or something. Maybe some like hot tea and honey. You're about to you're about to get some work in. I've tapped in. Once I tap in, I'm not tapping out to February, baby. Let's go. Thank goodness. Let's do it. Late February, right? Late Late February. All right. That's gonna do it for us here on Talking Cowboys. Time for another Talking Cowboys tradition. Mm. The chopper. 
we got to do this at the end of every episode mm. as we go out, John. You got to do the chopper. Bass Bros, baby. WWE. <laughs> Bass Bros, baby. Right? A little, a little wrestling. You're not going to do it? Not going to hop on? The sweater's too tight. I'll, I'll, I'll work it in. <laughs> <laughs> for John Machota, for Nick Harris, for Isaiah Stanback, I'm Kyle Yeoman saying so long here from Oxnard, California. We'll see you on Wednesday with more Talking Cowboys. <laughs> this has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!